This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. I am Jill Schlesinger. Hey, it's episode number two. If you missed episode one, you missed a lot. Uh, This is a program that is about you. It is about trying to help you navigate the various issues in your financial lives. And the way that we do that, we being my executive producer, Mark, who you'll hear from time to time, and I, we want to help you by just answering your questions. Now, The question can be a very detailed email. You can send us your questions at askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com, or if you're on our website, which is very easy to remember, jillonmoney.com, that's our website, there's a contact button there. And all you have to do is hit the contact button. And while you're on our website, here's what I suggest. You should bookmark that website. And you can also do all sorts of fun things on the website. You can read things that I write. So you want to get a deep dive about the jobs report that just came out last week? I wrote about that. It's under the read tab. You want to listen to other programs. I have a radio show. I have another podcast. We've got a listen tab. You want to watch me on television because you and my mother want to weigh in on how my hair looks on a variety of days go to the watch section. And if you would like to, you've got a number of resources in our resource section. Again, this is all at jillonmoney.com. Now, if you don't want to miss a single episode of The Eye on Money, follow us. You follow us wherever you get your podcasts. So check it out. So here's the thing. If you want, you're going to send us this email, but if you want to get a really quick response to your question, tell us if you'd come on the air live with us because then we'll let you skip the line. That is what Michael did. Michael, welcome to Eye on Money. What can we do for you? Well, Jill, I have I have one question that I initially wrote to you about. And in thinking that over, I realized I actually have a few more questions. So let me start with the question I actually asked you about. And that is, in my retirement savings, I'm wondering if I'm being overly aggressive in my fund allocation. And the reason I ask that is this. My wife and I, I'm 44, she's 46. We both work for the government. We both have pension plans. Um, we'll both be eligible for Social Security. My pension won't be small. It'll be, you know, it'll be probably over $100,000 a year by the time I retire. My wife Whoa. will have a much, a much smaller pension, probably Fifteen to twenty thousand dollars because she's. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Sure. So you're entitled. You will be entitled to a pension of about a hundred thousand dollars a year. Your wife, it'll be fifteen thousand dollars a year, and then on top of that, you will both be able to claim Social Security, right? 
Correct. Do you have an estimate on those social security numbers in the for, for future years? You know, I have not really spent too much time um, trying to estimate my social security. I looked at a, an online calculator and I'm guessing combined, it'll probably be somewhere between four to $5,000 a month. Let's use it between the two of you, another 50 grand. Okay. okay. How about that? And that'll be, we'll lowball it. So now at your retirement and when does that pension kick in? When could you retire? I could retire with a slightly smaller pension at 57, probably mm. around $90,000. And if I stay till 65, mm. um, I'm looking probably one conservatively, depending on the rates of inflation, 110 to 120,000. Let's look at the one, the, the, the 65 thing. So really, if you look at 65, plus social security, plus your wife, and we'll lowball your wife a little bit. We're talking about a bunch of money coming in, 175 grand a year. I know it's pre-tax, but is that enough to generally pay your bills, you think? Oh, absolutely. That's like, you're sitting pretty, right? Absolutely. Okay, good. So now let's get back to your original question, which is, are we being overly aggressive? So here's something really interesting that I have found. When I talk to people who work in government, whether it's municipal or federal, or even um, if you talk to anyone who is, when I talk to people who are teachers, what they'll often say to me is one of two things. I've got this sweet pension and it covers my needs. Therefore, I am using my retirement assets and just rolling the dice and taking a ton of risk because if I'm wrong, I don't really have to dip into it. Right. I, I don't have like some trigger event of called retirement that is I have to take the money out. I could really outlast any downturn. So that's the overly aggressive type of thinking. Worst case scenario, I can get by exactly on my Social Security and pension income. Exactly. So that's the that's so that's the case to be overly aggressive. OK, let's go to the other side. The other side is, well, I mean, I have this pension, I have the social security, why take risk? Risk doesn't seem like a good thing. And since I don't really care about growing this that much, I don't want to take the ride. Therefore, I'm going to be kind of wimpy with my investments in these accounts. That's usually one of two reactions to folks who are in great shape because they have future income. So let me ask you a few more questions, Michael. That is, do you have children? Uh, we have uh, an 11 and 13 year old. Okay. Is there some money set aside for college or are you going to pay that out of cash flow? What's the plan there? We're planning on cash flowing it. We're actually, our, our older one is as, as likely as it is that somebody will know what she wants to do at 13. She is dedicated. I give it a pretty high likelihood that she'll be in the, in the armed services when she graduates high school. So are you saving anything for 11 year old or even just a little bit for 13 year old? No, we've had, we've had discussions, my wife and I, and we both feel very strongly that we're able to cash flow an in-state school. We have not put any substantial savings aside for college. Fair enough. Okay. Let's wind the clock forward a little bit. So it's seven years from now. So it's uh, five or six years from now. Mm -hmm. And now you're, I'm sorry to say you're 50. <laughs> okay. Life gets better in your fifties. I promise you. Would paying for college or something for your kids, uh, would that necessitate you pulling back on the money you have in retirement contributions? So you're peeling back on the onion just a little bit. Let me give you just a little bit more context. I enjoy my job. I'm, I'm happy with what I do. My wife is less so. We're on track to have our house paid off in about five years, maybe a little bit less. 
at that time, the likelihood that my wife continues at her job is less certain. So I, I think what would happen is we would be able to, she would be able to continue through her job until the younger one graduates with the mortgage paid off, the extra cash that generates on a monthly basis for us is more than sufficient to, to pay for college. And then with the, with the mortgage paid off, that then gives her the freedom to leave a job that she's not super enthused about and yeah. take some time off, work part-time, find something else that makes her happy. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So that sounds good. So how much have you guys saved already when in your overly aggressive account? What sure. are the numbers here? So we've, um, my wife used to work for the federal government. She has $200,000 in, in her TSP account. That's just sitting off to the side. Um, obviously she's not contributing to that anymore. And that has about 200,000 and it's all invested in the C fund um, Stock fund for everybody else. Yep. Common stock fund. Uh, we each have a Roth IRA and we each have uh, about 115,000 in our IRA. So 230 between the, the pair of us. Okay. We each have a Roth 457. Um, she has about 60,000. I have about 70,000 in mine. Okay. So altogether, all retirement accounts, uh, we're looking at about $560,000 or so. Fantastic. How much are you putting away right now into your retirement account, into the uh, into your Roth 457? Uh, we will, we, we are each maxing out our Roth IRA. So that's 12,000 there. And then we're mm -hmm. each putting it or each more or less putting a comparable amount. So depending on how things are going, another twelve to $15,000 a year in our 457s. Each, you're saying? Uh, that's combined. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you know, thirty-five grand a year or so going away into those retirement accounts, which is great. Okay. So, and when you say overly aggressive, would you say your wife's thrift savings plan is sort of a good example for me of what the most of the rest of these accounts look like, which is basically all stocks? They're all stocks. It's mostly okay. um, Vanguard total stock index funds, um, Vanguard total international funds, mm -hmm. um, things of that nature. We don't have, there's no bond funds. There's no cash. There's nothing. There's, it's, it's a hundred percent stock. Last question, I think. Not really, because I always sneak up on you a few more. I'm like Lieutenant Colombo. Uh, just another thing. Um, okay, so how about emergency reserve fund? Uh, we have about 50, a little bit over $50,000 sitting in cash. This is fantastic. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So, okay, I'm a wimp. I'm, I'm going to tell you I am a wimp in general, but if I were going to be ever like nudging towards your world in the overly aggressive, that this is the case where it's okay. It really is. As long as you don't freak out by the ride. And maybe it's just that as you get closer to the fifties, you might start to say, Hey, you know what? I, I don't love the ride so much. I want to put a few other things in to balance out 
the the low lows. The high highs are always great. You don't need to balance those out. But yeah, the low lows, yeah, you kind of want to balance those out. Is it terrible? Absolutely not. If you can, you know what the risk is, that's fine. You live through a lot. As long as you feel like you've got that emergency reserve fund, you've run your numbers, your retirement is fine, you're in great shape. I'm not going to tell you don't take the risk because there is actually the only downside of this is that it's you had to wait some period of time before you pull these monies out. But you're you're in great shape. So I'm not even going to wag my finger at you and say, be careful. I just think you know what it is, right? If you feel comfortable with it, I'm okay with it. You're in cheap funds. They're stock funds. You know, sure, it would be nice if I could tell you, eh, put a you know, 10%, 20%, just throw a little bit of a bond investment in there. It would be fine. But I actually don't think it's going to change your life that much one way or the other. It's like you have this... It's like you're Warren Buffett. That's what you are. You know how Warren Buffett is basically like just investing for essentially an infinite time horizon? That's kind of how you are because you don't have to take this money out until you turn 72. So yes, when you turn, when you get, you know, in your 60s, do you need to free up the cash necessary for required minimum distributions on any monies that have not yet been taxed? Sure. But that's about it. Like as long as you're cool with the risk, then I'm cool with the risk. So okay. how does that well, feel? That feels great. So let me ask you a question that I think I, I'm already going to know the answer to. We have about $130,000 remaining on our mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, we are aggressively paying that down um, to try and get that paid off in the next four years or so. The reason for that is because it once that monthly charge comes off our, our budget, that frees up, that gives my wife a little more freedom to have flexibility as far as what she wants to do. Understood. I mean, okay. what's the rate on that mortgage? Three and a half. And how far into it are you? Um, we have $130,000 left. So I mean, how many years? Like, how many years? I don't know. If we, if we went back to the regular amortization schedule, we'd have mm-hmm. it paid off in another 18 years, but we'll have it paid off in, in four. I mean, it's fine. It's the same thing. It's like if you had zero emergency fund, I would say, oh, my God, you have to fund your emergency reserve fund. But, you know, essentially, let's let's do it this way. How about this? I'm happy with you paying it down. And here's a different way of thinking about it. Because you have absolutely no bond position in your portfolio, I'm going to presume that this is like your bond position. Now, you're going to just pay this off. You're going to lock in a three and a half percent return. So let's do that. I'm fine with that. Okay, I I'm like, like that. This is shocking. This is a shocking call right now. That's not the response I expected at all. Yeah. Like, oh, I know you're going to tell me to. No, you got liquidity. You do. And you can just turn it on and off. I mean, look, I also know that emotionally, when one person in the couple is pulling back and trying to make different decisions, having cash and having fewer obligations is incredibly helpful. I went through this myself. When I was transitioning from being a full-time financial planner, owning my own company, making a boatload of money, and then entering into media where I started making zero, I was like, holy smokes, I need to have a whole bunch of cash. And I did. And I didn't invest a lot of money knowing that I was going through a transition. So I understand that, that emotionally you want that there for you and she wants that. So considering you owe everything to your wife, let's make it easy for her, okay? Fantastic. Um, one last one last question. And yes, that, Lieutenant Columba. You touched on it regarding um, when, when I pull my money out. TSP aside, the 457 and the and the IRAs are, are all in the Roth vehicles. Right. Um, given, the, given the pension income and the Social Security income, I'm thinking 
keeping in the on the Roth side of the ledger is good because I've already paid taxes on that you money. You betcha. Okay. Do I have to worry about, I hear you talk to people about managing their RMDs. Am I going to have to worry about that at all? Well, with you, the Roth options, should... does that come in? Or do, Roth, do, do RMDs even apply to? to no, okay. no. So RMDs don't apply to Roth, but you said your wife had 200,000 in an old TSP. Yeah. That's the only place that I saw in, in your story that there was an issue. So theoretically- Perhaps there's a moment where we want to convert that old thrift savings plan into a Roth asset, but don't go crazy with that. This is a small amount of money. Uh, Mark makes an excellent point. Mark says, just remember that certain Roth retirement plans that are offered through your employers could be subject to RMDs. So when your wife retires. The first thing she's going to do is take her Roth 457 and roll it into her Roth IRA. When you retire, the first thing you're going to do is take your Roth 457 and roll it into your Roth IRA. And then we will hopefully avoid the distribution snag. Fantastic. Happy and healthy for you. Go and be aggressive. Uh, Just don't put everything in Bitcoin. You know, that's a (laughs) wild ride. I don't have a dollar in Bitcoin and I'm quite content with that. All right. No fear of missing out for you. Uh, Wish you the best of luck. Thank you for joining us today, Michael. You're great. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Mark. If you, like Michael, want to know whether you're on track to reach whatever your financial goal is. Now, that goal can be lots of different things. It could be retirement. It could be college education for your kids. It could be buying a second home. It could be just getting started. If you need help, let us know. Send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Hop onto the website, jillonmoney.com, and hit the contact button, and we will get your message. Let us know if you want to come on the air. Mark will do all the rest. If you have any other ideas of things that you want to hear on this program, just let us know. Again, it's the Eye on Money. We are delighted to be with you. We drop our episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you want more Jill, then you can also go on our website and you can subscribe to our sister broadcast. It's called Jill on Money. Again, wherever you get your podcasts. Here at the Eye on Money, we are practicing this mantra for 2021. Curiosity compassion, and community. We only build it with you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.